live from Cerebral Sound Studios. It's Stay Busy with the Vice President of Marketing at Faithful Black Men Records, Armand Sadler. Responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And as you see in last episode, we bring in some pretty cool friends to uh, talk some music with us. Again, I am Armand Sadler, the host of this podcast, uh, Vegan Chorizo Poppy, Three Mile Monday Poppy, Half Haitian Sensation, Anglewood Jersey Boy. Feel me? This, 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 too many nicknames. I'm here with a pretty cool dude. Y'all should know his name by now, but if not, I think he might tell you. What's good, y'all? Yeah, my name is Nick Early. Nick Early. Co-producing, executive producing, co-hosting, all the co's, all the executive, all the above, man. We're getting this podcast popping. Bringing y'all some fun music discussion for your Monday mornings. All right. So, Armand, what are we getting into today, man? Got to get some shout-outs out of the way before we get into the good stuff. Y'all know how it is. First of all, shout-out and thank you to anyone who is tuning in, first-time listeners, regardless of what platform you're using, where you're listening what angle you are sitting in or laying in, what color socks you're wearing. I'm wearing Christmas socks and I'm still in the spirit. Uh, however you like your eggs, however you like your steak, however you choose to live your life, we thank you for tapping in with the busy boys, the thank busy you. gang. Shout out to the, all of the new listeners and social media followers that came from our episode with uh, Brandon Yano Payano. Really, really, really great time. Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can't, I can't stress enough how enjoyable that was. Um, the IG Live on Thursday was really, really dope. So thank you to everyone who tuned in to that. Um, anyone who purchased merchandise, uh, we got the Stay Busy hoodies coming soon. Jenny dropped a little pic on Twitter. I'll get the hype going, and we're going to roll those out in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to our first donor, uh, Edgar Mendez. Yeah, Edgar. Thank, thank you. you Edgar. Thank you for the support. Yeah, love. Uh, yeah. We we got the drops, but we still doing we the got natural class natural too. class. We need the, the reverb, reverb on them. You know <laughs> there it is. Shout out Nate Woods and his most reliable friend on the aux, Diamond Brown, for engaging in our tweet today. Yes, of course, sir. shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. Uh, free distribution, eat free to record. Literally, do it on your phone, and you can get some some sponsored ads. So, sh- uh, check out Anchor. Get your pods up. Shout out my guy Aaron, roaming around the room right now, snapping our pics, making making us look handsome. Uh, shout out Lasan, Lasan, Manio, uh, popping in, spending some time with us, hanging out, watching, What's watching good, the magic happen. That's good, yeah. The, that's, that, that's, that's the king of Harlem right there. So um, <laughs> refer to him as such and only as such. I shouldn't have even said his name. Yeah, I shouldn't know his name, but you know, exactly. we gonna we gonna let it rock. And of course, <laughs> Cerebral Sound Studios in Elizabeth, New Jersey, for you know letting us come uh, work magic on these mics, the mixing. My guy John Solomon. So. We're counting down to the Grammys, so expect to hear a lot of Grammy-related topics, um, whether they're directly related to the Grammys or they have something to do with 
anything Grammy related. We're going to we're going to get into a lot of different things. So, um, you know, uh, leading up to it should be a pretty exciting time. There's been a lot of discussion already. So we want to we want to take part. You got any any other any shout outs for you, bro, before we. No, just uh, shout out to all the people working hard this Monday morning, getting up. I know you don't want to sometimes, but keep the good fight going, y'all. I got a deep cut for y'all in the next few episodes that I think y'all would really like. So keep pushing, y'all. We want y'all to keep going. All right, cool. So today we get into the half and half. What's in your cup, Armand? What you drinking? Man, so last night I was, uh, as we call it, mimosa-sizing. So uh, I woke up. <laughs> so I woke up, you know, feeling a little, a little, little rough, but uh, it's been straight, straight water. Very, very hydrated. What you, what you sipping on? I'm sure it's something eclectic. <laughs> I'm sipping on a uh, rose tea. Rose tea. I know you can make tea out of a rose. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is why we have this section of the half and half. You can see what's in my cup. I see what's in your cup. There it is. Yeah, so rose tea is really good for uh, digestion, good for aiding in your hair growth and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I might try to get the, the cornrows one time. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, so it's just good. It's good. More so important to, you know, the outer appearance is important, but mm-hmm. inside too. So we're working on digestion in 2020. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so in the half and half of this, this week, we are talking about uh, like you said, we were Grammy focused, so we want to talk about best new artists. So a lot of people, I think, are confused about the whole Grammys process and just how things come about uh, with the Grammys and how people are decided. But particularly for myself, before I educated myself a little bit on how the the awards work, I was always confused about best new artists. How mm-hmm. could I see artists that I've been listening to for about three years still be considered for best new artists mm-hmm. when they had also kind of got some critical claims? So I want to read out some definitions for y'all. Very straightforward, half and half today. So first of all, eligible artists must have achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and impacted the musical landscape during the year's eligibility period. This speaks to the essence of why Best New Artist is one of the most anticipated categories each year, honoring uh, exciting new talent in the music world, but sometimes risking stars, uh, but sometimes rising stars, excuse me, take a while to reach this point. So numerical limits also help define the criteria for being new in this category. The first numerical rule boils eligibility down to a number of artists releases the minimum required is five singles or tracks or a complete album the maximum is either three albums or a total of 30 singles or tracks previously released having more than this number of releases results in being ineligible even when an artist breaks through into public public consciousness and impacts the musical landscape in a given eligibility period so that's for y'all who just don't know the rules about that's so people basically got to break through the public consciousness, make an impact um, in the musical industry, become, you know, just become aware Like people hear your name before. Um, and so I'm excited about this year. Last year it was Miss Dua Lipa who mm-hmm. won. Uh, I love her. I love yeah. all the stuff that she's creating. She's been working with some good, really cool producers, uh, nice electronic dance pop stuff that she's working on. But also um, for this year, I think, you know, and now, now they've raised it to nine, too, for these overall categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot more to choose from. I really think, I think they're going to give it to Lizzo. Yeah. Um, and if I were to think otherwise, if it wouldn't go to Lizzo, I would say Billie Eilish is, would, would probably be the best new artist otherwise. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with those choices. I think um, Lil Nas X in that category. Yeah, but I mean, one song to me yeah. is not. Yeah, Panini, it was the song, but still, yeah, one song. Yeah, like Panini's definitely had its moment, but I don't know if it hasn't. It wasn't Old Town to, Road. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, 
Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I can agree. Uh, I, I think it'll go to Lizzo as well. I, I definitely think Eilish, if she doesn't get this one, both of them are probably going to run the table. Yeah. Um, but she's a, she's a strong contender here, too. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, that's what I have for the half and half for this week. Cool. So let's jump into our employee of the week. This week, we've got my friend, uh, Maris Reyes. Let's shout out to Maris. Yeah. Yeah, Maris. Maris currently works as a video promotion assistant at Atlantic and Electra Records. She's previously interned at oh. Complex and Rock Nation. Double it up. Yeah, you know, she, uh, she's she eating. And uh, she's also got some of the most creative Twitter display names uh, I've seen, which I just, you know, I just appreciate that as a, as a Twitter person. Nice. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to Maris. Shout out to her, all, all the hard work uh, she's been putting in, um, working with a bunch of different genres um, at this point, really, really making her, her mark uh, there. And, I, I mean, Atlantic is, has always been really, really solid. So yeah. um, to be a part of a team like that, it's uh, it speaks to her ability. So yeah, Atlantic be eating, yo. <laughs> yeah. That's just that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Maris one more time, employee of the week. Yeah, yeah. Maris, I love it. Okay, well, again, one of the best parts of this podcast. Well, this whole podcast is amazing. There's not one best part. Everything is dope. But uh, we about to get into the slide deck, and you know what we do. The best song wasn't the single. You yeah. Uh huh. So, as we said, uh, we are rolling out Grammy content as we lead up to the Grammys. So, our slides over the next couple episodes will be uh, Slide Deck Grammy Edition. So, you'll hear songs that are either up for awards, songs from albums that are up for awards, or songs from artists who are up for an award, whether it's for the actual song or just for whatever. Um, so, what you adding this week, Nick? So, to the slide deck. I'm adding a song that I really, really love. Uh, I'll give a little bit of backstory on this artist uh, after we play it. It's Inside by Steve Lacey. slide for sure i love this so funny story about uh steve lacy so for those who don't know i'm from california uh la outside of la to be exact so 
I mean, I grew up in church. I grew up playing music in church. And when I was in high school, I used to play in the youth band in church. And so we were playing, it was me on keys. We had like, you know, a guitar player that come in and out, maybe uh, bass and drums. So at the time we didn't have a guitar player. So we were running like the little trio thing, me singing and playing, leading worship. Also, uh, we had a uh, bass and, and drums. So I remember the youth pastor one day came up to me and said, hey, so uh, I don't know if you know Steve, but Steve's going to come in and Steve is, you know, he's learning how to play guitar, but so he's going to play guitar with us. And this is going to be, you know, he's going to be the new member of the band. So th- at the time I didn't even realize, but that was Steve Lacey who <laughs> this is like, I met him and knew him when he was literally just learning guitar, like still figuring out like how to play and just, you know, he's still a little shy on guitar in the back. He would, you know, he like, yo, Steve, turn up, man, turn up, play, play out, play out. You know, encouraging him and making him do his thing, and then look at it. Look at him now, man. He's he's up for another Grammy. So yeah, uh, really, really want to send all my love to Steve Lacey. I ran into him in the street the other day in Soho. He, uh, it was cool to chop it up with him. But he's he's really he's out of here. He's doing his <laughs> thing. So yeah, shout out Steve Lacey, man. What love was, that. What was it about that song that uh, made you want to play it today? You know, it's funny. I when I I ran the project, um, just out of you know, just off the strength of knowing him, <laughs> and so. Of course, I love everything that he did with the internet. So I actually am a fan of his music too. Right. Um, so when I was playing the project, I was listening to it. And I when I got to that, I think it's the last song on the project. Something about the, the for me, knowing how he does, how he makes his music most time, because, you know, he made his first project off of like literally his phone. Right. The, the GarageBand app off of his phone. He used like, so he's one of those people. Uh, he has a really interesting talk, uh, TED Talk called The Bare Maximum. Um, you got to see that or listen to that if you guys have a, have a moment. But so me knowing his process, I'm really fascinated by how his music has elevated. And like in this this album, Apollo 21, uh, you just heard an elevation of everything. Guitar playing was better. His singing has gotten a lot better. Everything is really developed. So long story short, I got to that last song. I felt it was a great ender. And so when he gets to the hook, inside, tell me, is it inside? At first, I thought it was an innuendo. Mm-hmm. And then as you listen, he has this little like voiceover part where he's talking about, you know, like we've been knowing each other for a while and I just want to know those feelings staying inside the same way. <laughs> and so I thought it was a really like just very natural, just very open song. So I really love that one. Right. That's Inside by Steve Lacey. That was dope. Super dope. Uh, self-produced too. That's a... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. We do it ourselves. In here. In we do here. it ourselves. Okay. Um, this week I am adding... Get Away, that is BJ the Chicago Kid featuring J.I.D., Kent Jams, and Buddy, produced by Kareem Riggins. So your brain again, huh? It's like a double sin. The way you think about getting it in, I'ma say it again. Say it like, like, ha ha, ha ha. It's on your brain again, huh? It's like a double sin. The way you think about getting it in, about getting it in. Ever lay cold in bed at night, missing me 'cause your heart wasn't right. Then you close your eyes and you think of me since you can't sleep 'cause you've been daydreaming, wishing we could get away. Get away. You roll up, you pull up, but the thoughts won't get away. My number, the chain, so we can't talk so Now you see me on the television Then you hit me on the radio Then you hit my best friend and ask him if he had my number Then he hit you with the hell no There's a bitch better I'm so sorry, so disrespectful He really need a The crazy part is You don't know I be thinking of you Same time you be thinking of me From stage to studio To picking out the wardrobes Any showrooms on top floors Wish I could find time to get away Shit, I should fly you out so you can get away, get away. 
That song, when I heard first heard BJ's album, he dropped it uh, several months ago. I listened to that on the plane, mm-hmm. and I, I love listening. He was to catching music. flights. Too. Yeah, there you go. I love I love listening to music on the plane, airplane mode. You just lock in. Like there's nothing yeah. else to do on a flight. Like if you don't have yeah. Wi-Fi. So I downloaded it. I played that, and like I, I, I love the album. But that song, especially like because I knew BJ was at the Dreamville sessions. Yeah, and he didn't make it on the album. But uh, like, it makes yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy because like you listen to him and Ari on Time Today, like yeah. how, how they killed that remix. It's like yo, like he he absolutely could have fit in. But you know, it's, it's a lot of people in, in the same room. Not everyone's I gonna make guess. it. It's fine. But um, I knew he had to have some heat from those sessions that he was going to get for himself, hopefully. And this was clearly one of those songs with J.I.D. and Buddy, who both really shined uh, on our Revenge of the Dreamers. Mm-hmm. You know, this beat just rides. Uh, BJ's really, like, being real playful, and he's, like, talking his shit. Like, he's, he's it's just, it's, there's so many different elements here that his voice is, is amazing, obviously. Uh, the hook. Yeah. Like, that's, it's I, I I can't I can't yeah say they really they really floated on the melodies yeah um, it's just it's just a good groove man it, mm-hmm. it just feels good that whole is really good track really yeah good track yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. one no I was I was trying to say something real technical there but that it's like you said that's one of those songs that I I just feel really good hearing uh, right so. Yeah, yeah, that's our slides. Uh, reminder that you can find the Stay Busy Slide Deck uh, playlist on Apple Music, Title, and Spotify. Hit the link tree in our Instagram bio or Twitter bio. Uh, follow us as well at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter if you don't already. And if you want uh, a slide to be played and or added to the slide deck, just submit it. Hit the DMs, add us, whatever you prefer. Write write a letter, send an email. We we got our email in the bio too. So like mail carrier. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got options. Um, so. My guy, you ready for the board meeting today? You know I was born ready. Yeah. We're we not bored at the board meeting today. We're we real, we real excited. So today we're going to talk uh, the appeal of mystery, um, the art of appearing with music and then disappearing. How does allure, uh, uh, allure, um, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, allure, All- alluring, uh, allure <laughs> affect how we view them <laughs> as an artist. And yeah, just, just a lot of different things. And I'm sure as we say this, there are people who pop in you guys' heads already. Um, so yeah, let's, let's jump right into it. So first, I think we should uh, clarify how we um, distinguish mystery, because there's mystery as a person and there's mystery in the way that you portray yourself and brand yourself as an artist. Mm -hmm. So who are some people that you think about when you think about mysterious branding? I mean, one of the most obvious ones is is The Mm weekend, And I think he's a great example as we further the discussion of talking about how you can take that mysterious element and then mm-hmm. make it larger than life um, yeah. because you've garnered attention. But the weekend, Sia is a great one. That's for, for those who don't know. She's the the one who wears the wig with the b- one black side, one white side, and then the bangs come literally to cover her eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a songwriter. She wrote Diamonds, Variana. She's wrote a lot of big songs. Right. Um, huge. She's an artist and a songwriter. Her is a great example, a modern example, a current example of someone who is 
I, as we continue, is taking off the veil. Went from like, I didn't know what she looked like, couldn't even tell you, could have walked by her on the street, wouldn't have known, to like now she's even like wearing glasses that are a little more like, you can see her eyes now, videos without the glasses. So like doing that. And then Daft Punk, another example, the gorillas. We, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> so uh, those are some examples I think of when it comes to like the branding side. Right. What about on the personal side? What do you think? Um, definitely uh, J. Cole, uh, for, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't really disclose too much about his personal life. Like, like we, know, we know he's got somebody. Uh, he announced he's recently announced in song like you know that he's he's having another baby but like besides that like right. he, he don't really put his stuff out there i don't know nothing about him yeah like he's he's really just way, about yeah. the music and it's the same with kendrick like kendrick will give you an album but like you no one knows where he's living right now like no like stuff like that you know what i'm saying like he's he's not one of those people who flexes his mm-hmm. his riches and, and i'm sure he's got a lot of money looking at what he's accomplished over his career but um he's he's keeping it uh, about the music um, Frank Ocean, of course, uh, that's a very, very obvious choice. And I, I feel like that that's on the branding side and the personal side, um, you know, like him coming out. And I think that was like 2011 when he came out, like that was such a huge deal just because like the world still wasn't so progressive. And there's, you know, there's a lot of artists who don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that. And like that mm-hmm. kind of changed how people perceived him. I think it did. Uh, yeah, for sure. It did. Um, but at the end of the day, the music is still really great. And, you know, people are, I think people are capable of, some people are capable of just not necessarily feeling as though they're entitled to personal details about your life as mm-hmm. long as the music that they're getting is um is pretty good. So, yeah, those are, those are some examples I can think of. I want to go back to the when you're talking about the allure of artists. Um, so, I like when I think about the allure of someone, um, the, the whole idea of someone being alluring is kind of like it's mystical, it's mm-hmm. mysterious, you don't know everything about it. Yeah. You're trying to figure out more, and I think that plays a lot to like just the human experience of being curious yeah. about people, especially someone like if you're interested in their music. Mm-hmm. And one example I can think of is like uh, for me is uh, Snow Allegra. Mm. And so I think about her, I love Snow. <laughs> She's I love great. her. Love you, love you, Snow. She's great. Wherever you are, um, love the album. And I, when I had, uh, and I spoke about this on the early episode, early episode, but when I had first came across her music was through Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went to her cover art and everything, I didn't see her face. And so like for the longest, I wasn't seeking out like what she looked like. But mm-hmm. when I finally found out that she looked like that, I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's fantastic. But for me, um, you know, not, not that she was hiding anything, but I think that when, um, this most recent album run and push, I felt like I could savor the whole package of it because in that first uh, portion of the time where I didn't really know what she looked like, I was able to really focus on the music. And then that's yeah. why like her, when she talks about like her stands for having everything revealed mm-hmm. when she spoke about like, she wanted everything to kind of just be the, about the music and in earlier interviews. She had spoken also about like she, I think she was signed early on yeah. in life. Like she was around like 14, 14 or something like that and went under her name, Gabby Wilson mm-hmm. did some stuff under them, recorded music. I think they like, I don't know if they shelved her. I forgot exactly what happened, um, but something that happens where she wasn't really like releasing stuff, yeah. and then she kind of came up with the concept of her. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so ingenious because everything was about the music. She wanted to be about the music. She's a very kind of not reclusive person. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to say, but because I think now she's they're showing more of her personality. She's showing her eyes now. Right. She used to it, always wear shades, right? And so like for the longest time, people were like I would see blogs and articles saying, "Who is her? What does she look like? Yeah. This music is crazy." But mm-hmm. like. You know, we want to know more, and I think yeah. that's really interesting. It kind of plays to the human, like I said, the human desire, just curiosity to say, yeah. like, I love this, but there's no, I can't put it to a face. Right. I can't assign it to anything. And so yeah. 
Um, that's that's really interesting. I think that allure can really, really help infect the artist. Who do you think right now, um, or say, why do you think this approach can work? And like, who are someone you talk about the weekend trying to, you know, now when, when, um, in 2015, when Earned It came out, like he went from, you know, this dark figure, this could have been a shadow mm-hmm. <laughs> to one of the biggest pop stars. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, how do you, why do you think this approach can work? Well, we, we kind of touched on this a bit on the IG live with uh, Yano, basically like your music creates your brand for you. So the type of music The Weeknd was making early in his career trilogy, the woozy, druggy, you know, sex, dark type type stuff, you know, it kind of made sense that he was this shadow type figure. Like it just, the music aligned really well with that persona that that he was giving. Um, And he kind of continued it with Kissland. And um, it, it basically just, I feel like it speaks to the fact that like, by putting out good music, that, that's what people look for. You know, like, yeah, we have that natural connection where we want to know more if we, cert- if we connect to a certain song. But, like, you know, just by literally producing and continuing to deliver and being consistent, you know, that's, that was enough at that time. I think also when The weekend came up, social media wasn't as impactful in music consumption and, right. and perceptions of people. Mm-hmm. Like, Instagram wasn't as big in 2011. Um, Twitter wasn't the crazy machine that it is now like mm-hmm. it, it was still wild back then but not not what it is now so like people weren't necessarily so reliant on that like they weren't gauging presence like they do now like you see certain artists really rely on on that consistent presence being in the public eye all the time all, all of the headlines and you know back then it was it was we we just got into the digital age so i think you know there was still like hangover from the 2000s where like you didn't have to be this troll or this figure that you know people are reading your tweets and talking to you on ig live like you could literally just be a random dude from toronto hanging in drake's basement and right putting out dope stuff so um and that's just one example right um who are some who are some other enigmas in music in in that way i would say people these aren't just people that are hiding I, i think there's a whole spectrum of the mysterious people we have sia who i don't i've never seen her face we have the gorillas we have you know, Daft Punk on one side, and those are just some of the examples we're coming up. I'd love to hear what some of y'all think. So tweet us at that um, for this board, board meeting. We want to hear some of your examples. But I think of like someone like Frank Ocean or Nicole that are people that we know what they look like, but they we don't know much about them as humans or like outside, you know, personally. Their, their business ain't in the street. Right. And I think of a good example is Tiller, Bryson mm-hmm. Tiller. So when he did his first run um, for Trap Soul, he, all his, I looked, I tried to go find, you know, interviews and everything. He was refusing video interviews. He was only doing audio. So like Ebro, uh, Bedford's Club, all that stuff was only audio when you went to their YouTube pages. And I thought that I found that very interesting. And I think, you know, even you talk about like now, like Summer Walker and people gave her a lot of problems for that, uh, you know, the social anxiety situation um, and her not, you know, her not being comfortable on stage and things like that. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think that does an artist have, an obligation to kind of be in the front as a front person making mm-hmm. art. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? I think that's, I think that's an obligation that people place on artists, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's, that's true. Um, and we've talked about this so many times that, you know, making music itself can be a, a taxing process. You know, you're speaking on real things that are happening to you, uh, reliving those things. And then, you know, dealing with, fans dealing with critics dealing with cameras in your face all the time like that can that can become a bit much for people who don't like that you know and it seems like they're 
like artists like these that we're bringing up, they don't like that attention. Like that's not what they're in it for. They're in it for the love and for the music. Um, so I don't think that's an obligation. I think that it like obviously being being out, being being an algorithm, being a, someone that comes up in, in Google searches because you're just in, in all these headlines like that benefits mm-hmm. you. You know, your name gets people to listen to your music, gets people to check out your video. So it, it it's it, it's a benefit, but it it really just depends on what the artist is trying to accomplish. Someone like uh, you know, he comes up all the time. Drake, for example, Drake. What, what was an actor? Drake, you know, shines in those environments where he's just around people. Yeah, that's his thing. Being being in the public eye. So like, that's obviously something that he he went for. If you look at the Hotline Bling video, like like he knew that that was gonna be something. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And so yeah, like it's it's not it's not a requirement. Um, it does aid in the business. But then again, you look at someone like a Frank Ocean. Who's just who's been successful, super successful in his career, more successful than R and B artists who are always out and about. So yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting to think about like you know, of course, it's I, it breaks up the, the why people do it in the first place. It breaks up that predictable model of like who is it? You know, the allure and the mystery and everything, mm-hmm. um, and it draws people in. But I would argue, actually, this is my statement. I would love for people to combat this, even yourself. I would argue that this would only that this only works really in. R&B pop mm. type lane. Mm. I can't see someone doing this in the hip hop realm because I feel like hip hop and rap require too much bravado, too much like um upfrontness, you know what I'm saying? That that's the mm-hmm. whole energy and nature of hip hop. It's about like your swag, your presence, your flow, all of those things. So like I would be interested and intrigued to see if that would work, but I can't think of a model of someone who's kind of played to that mystery element and Anyone who's saying the weekend, you know, weekend don't count because he's a singer at heart, even though he right. has some rappy singing, rappy stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I when I say this, I mean like because we obviously we told, spoke about J Cole and Kendrick, they've shown their face. I'm talking about people who are like we don't know who they are type right. thing, making in rap. Yeah. So I'd love to hear. Yeah. So some of the, this is all the listeners. I want y'all to come on to our Twitter conversation this week when we talk about the board meeting. And see if you can come up with an example of anyone that you know of who has kind of thrived in this mystery and allure element without showing their face in hip hop. Because I, I think we'd be hard pressed to find it because like, I think the nature of it. I'm I'm stumped right now. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm actually stumped. So yeah, no, that's that's a strong point. I, I would I would agree. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's only sustainable long term for people like that. So um, in those sort of lanes, and I mean it could be, but I think hip hop is the asterisk where I don't think it could work in hip hop because, like we said, Daft Punk, Dead Mouse, Sia, the Gorillas have shown that you can flourish under the veil, but. I don't know if it could work in, in other genres where it, the nature of the genre is to be out front and to be kind of a, a larger than life personality. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it. It's a good take. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To close off, you know, we got the bulletin board. We're going to let you know some cool shows to check out. January 22nd, Snoop Doggy Dog, Uncle Snoop. We'll be at the Gramercy Theater. January 30th, Wu-Tang Clan, Fat Joe, and Mob Deep will be performing at Radio City Music Hall. So, I mean, like, if you're looking for some dope live music and some legends, some classic hip-hop legends, see, to see them and experience all that they've contributed to the culture over the last couple of decades, then... Tell them, give them their flowers in. now. Go yeah, see them. Get you some tickets and uh, tap in. You got anything, anything bulletin board related, brother? Not that I can think of. Um, my guy Samo is on tour. I opened up for him 
When was that? That was December 6, 2018. I opened up for Samoa. He's on tour with my guy, Devin Tracy. Oh. Um, so they're on tour. They've been everywhere. They already left New York, but they uh, hit Philly recently. They've been doing some good stuff. If y'all have not heard of Samoa, it's S-A-M. It's Thomas backwards, but S-A-M-O-H-T. Uh, his, he has a project out called Exit. Uh, shout out Wilkes, the guy uh, producing that stuff. Um, I met him at the show. But they got some real cool stuff, so check them out too. They're they're see where they're at if they're close to your city. So yeah. that's all I got for right now, man. Excellent. All right, thank you all for tuning into another edition. Stay busy with Armand Sadler. I'm Armand Sadler. That's Nick Early. Yeah. As always, y'all need to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Let's get it. We got the best podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay witty. Six lines, busy, get involved, all you little other podcasts is getting cross, get lost, like trying to guard crawl, fur, or trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, on dedicated, Cornell grass, so you know they educated, killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused, admiration, we live right now, Ray J on the line with it, this podcast straight up, Trevor Scott Lynn, the shorty son the episode I might hear, but I left the on rap once I watched it, you know the boy clean, I ain't washed up, levels crew with me, get involved, mo, my guys know the music, they are not slow, so get situated with this hot show, you know we stay busy, 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 you know we stay busy.